Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Swakowski. And uh, we're coming to you uh, hot on the heels of uh, the last episode uh, with, uh, with a new one for you this week. Um, we are uh, going to be recapping uh, the game uh, that we saw yesterday, um, May 20th, 2019, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies at the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, uh, Jeremy, I'm just glad we're not dead from secondhand smoke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right, Jack. Uh, man, we uh, we we kind of uh, walked through the uh, the abyss, the uh, the smoky depths of yeah. uh, Clark Street. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jeremy and I were walking uh, south on Clark Street. We uh, we both live in the uh, Ravenswood neighborhood, so we we got we're about a twenty five minute walk uh, south to Wrigley Field. Um, yeah. And uh, so as we were walking, uh, we got towards about Gray Street, which is about a quarter mile, half mile away from Wrigley. Yeah. And uh, we we somehow ended up behind this guy who was just vaping uh like like there was no tomorrow yeah it was uh it was it was like walking through like uh like a, a smoky uh you know uh i don't know some kind of like steam like uh, factory or something <laughs> uh it was it was it was really kind of ridiculous yeah yeah uh i'm not sure if that guy was going to the game and like he jeremy are there are there uh places in wrigley field where you can smoke and vape uh, you know i i kind of almost feel like uh that I've seen people doing it on the uh, on the new patio in the upper deck, but yeah. I don't. I mean, I th- I think the dancers know, but like maybe they were doing it like you know uh, on, on the sly or something. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to get it all in before the game. Yeah, yeah. I you know, I think you used to be able to smoke at games in like the seventies yeah. and eighties, maybe yeah, the eighties. Yeah, you used to be able to smoke in the stands, and yeah. then then they did make a thing where like you could smoke on like the the patio, the open air patio. But I would almost guess that it's totally banned at this point. Yeah. I'm considering that like chewing tobacco is banned, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah, think even it's... for the fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I we think used, to, it still used is. to bring a little little dip sometimes to our games. We did. We should do that again. Yeah, it would be it would be fun. Yeah. Um uh yeah, I'm surprised the White Sox don't allow smoking since it's so, <laughs> so much like a 70s atmosphere. Yeah, totally. Uh, so um uh so this was a game we wanted to see because uh, uh it was going to be Jake Arrieta's return to Wrigley Field. So we were excited about that. Yeah. Uh uh and I don't think I had ever seen Darvish pitch live for the Cubs. I've okay. seen him for the Rangers, so that was okay. another thing I was excited about. But before we got in the stadium, something that hasn't really happened this season yet is maybe it's just because it's been too cold and we've been wearing winter hats, yeah. but nobody's really remarked on the hats that Jeremy and I have worn <laughs> yet until tonight, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Like, So we were walking to the stadium and uh, on two separate occasions. So, so Jack, you were wearing your Expos hat, yes. your, your standard Expos hat now, and... Uh, I, I busted out my 2016 Cubs All Star hat, which yeah. again, like, I think it's the thing that kickstarted me into like buying like hats and stuff because it's um, if you remember uh, the t- 2016 All Star game was played in San Diego, and the All Star uh, like warm up uh, jerseys were modeled after like the 70s Padres uh, uniform. So like the the letters are going like up, kind of like in, a, in an arch. And uh, they're like the colors are like brown and and uh, yellow and orange. And, Is that because uh, of Ray Kroc? Yeah, yeah. He was the owner of the team at the time, and he used like the McDonald's colors or whatever. Interesting. Um. Uh. But uh. But yeah. So I love those those jerseys, and uh, I loved when like 
they made the ones for each team. And so like, I, ha- I have like this Cubs warm up hat and it's, it's, I, it's one of my favorite hats. I was wearing it, uh, at game six of the, uh, NLCS in ah, 2016 yeah, when they beat Kershaw. Yes. And, uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a hat that holds special memories, uh, and, uh, good vibes. And so we were walking to the stadium and, uh, outside, uh, it was the person outside a Cubs employee as well? I think it was. Yeah, I think he was a Cubs employee, yeah. So he said something to us, and I think it was about the hat. He, he said something like, cool hat, or we thought he did or something. Well, no, he said, like, oh, that's a Cleveland hat. That's yeah. What, that's right, or at least we thought he said that. Yeah. So that was, like, confusing. And then, like, I will say, uh, Jack, you said, like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, he said something about a Cleveland hat, and Jack, you said... Did he say cool hat? Was he talking about me? <laughs> you were trying to claim that that kudo there. Yeah, Jack. yeah, all right. It couldn't be possibly be your your, uh, your Cubs Padres. Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't no. know. But uh, but then so like we um you know we we were like whatever. So we we got in the stadium. We went up to the uh, seats. And Jack, I gotta say we were really hoofing it. At least I was. Uh-huh. I don't know if you were like I felt like a couple of times I I had to look back to make sure you were you were still with me because yeah. I was trying to get there for the, like you know we were just trying to get there and. Uh, I was just gung ho about like you know speed walking. Well, yeah, our, our seats were in right field. Normally, we always go in through the left field out uh, outfield entrance. Yeah. Um. Uh. And but so since our seats were in right, we literally had to walk all the way around the stadium. We were we, busting ass. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I a tip that I like to do is um I like to like not walk in the underground uh, concourse because you can't see the game, right? So like if you are late per chance. Like, you know, go up to the, the seat level and walk around that way because then you could at least look over and see the f- action on the field. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to do. So we went up there and we were like uh, walking around. We got to the upper deck. We were walking and then some usher said something to, to us. And like, you know, in the heat of the moment, like you're walking fast and there's organ playing, music playing, like people talking. Like I just heard like, but like I intuited somehow that he said something like, you know, neat hat or something. Yeah. And you did as well, so it I could. It looked on- like he said, "like neat hat to you." Or yeah, I, I should. I actually, or- I should say, it looks like that's how you interpreted it when you <laughs> when you responded to him. Oh yeah, right, right, right. I, I I thought he said actually. I thought he said you got the all star hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and I just looked at him and like, cause I was trying to, I didn't want to like blow him off. So I did like look at him, but I was committed to just walking full speed ahead. And so I looked at him and I, like, I gave him a nod. And then I, then he said like, you know, you need any help where you're going? And I'm like, no, we're good. And like, you know, I just blew right past him or whatever. Yeah. But again, so maybe we got some kudos on the hats. I don't know. Yeah. We, um, we don't know. They, well, they would have been well-deserved. Um, well, yeah. so I, uh, uh, we, we got scorecards again, catfish man, uh, was not there no. at the uh, at the the scorecard stand. Yeah, our our all our like uh, our favorites uh, ballpark institutes are like not there the last couple of days. Like no. no Chris at the White Sox game. This is two games in a row for Catfish Man. Yeah, and you can only help that hope that he's not uh, you know he wasn't caught. You know, by a master, <laughs> like some sort of master angler or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe John Lester caught him. Yeah, yeah um, serving him up at a, you know, backyard barbecue or something. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> we didn't see Sam Eagle either, uh, which is kind of yeah, a good thing. That yeah. guy's a prick. He's such a fucking, like, yeah, just joyless bastard. For our for our first-time listeners, Sam Eagle is a vendor we don't like who looks like Sam Eagle from the Muppets. Yeah, um, he has a caved-in hat usually. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the, the lady who was working, uh, who actually kind of looked like she could have been Catfish Man's wife <laughs> or, uh, you know, uh, partner. Um, so she... Uh, she tried to. I bought a scorecard from her, and it was kind of an odd transaction. First of all, like I, I, I had a dollar and four quarters because the scorecard right. cost two dollars. So like I dropped four quarter. Like 
four quarters in front of her and then like she like looked at him like okay. that was all I was going to give her uh-huh. and like she wasn't sure if she wanted to so then like I had to like sh- like put the dollar like in her face like uh-huh. it, it took her a, it took her a second to realize what was going on with that but then after I paid she gave me uh, a, a pencil and I was like you know I'm, I'm good I don't want the pencil because Jeremy like we talked about on the last podcast is bet we like to use mechanical pencils yep. and so she's like well the, it, the pencil's free and I didn't know this. This was news to me. So I was like, oh, okay. Because it's like a Cubs pencil. It's, it's kind of a nice pencil. But yeah. I don't really ever write in pencil. I don't like writing in pencil. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll take it. With the idea that since those regular pencils worked for us during the Sox game, I might actually try to use it. Uh-huh. But the, it wasn't sharp. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's just, they're just mass sharpening them like, you yes. know, between games. Like, bzzz, Yeah. Like, next one. Bzzz, and bzzz, so it was, it was sharpened in the way that, like, half the pencil was sharpened. So if you looked at it from that end, it was. But, yeah. like, and it was, it was sharp, but, like, the other end was, like, all wood. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's bullshit. That's even worse than writing with, like, a dull pencil. It, it's funny, Jack, because, like, so I actually had to sharpen those pencils I brought to the Sox yeah. game and like it just made me it's 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 a weird you know we live in this this era now of like you know technology and 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 we Jack you, you both you and I like did go through school uh using like old-fashioned like pencils and pencil sharpeners sure. right and so like you know in, in every like classroom you had like the pencil sharpener mounted on the wall and everything. yeah and uh you know it's it's been I don't know 20 years 24 years since i've sharpened a pencil yeah you know so i had a sharpen like we had a sharpener like an automatic sharpener at, at work and i sharpened these two pencils for us and like i was really like just kind of like kind of experiencing the moment and i'm like this is just weird yeah. you know like i guess whoever invented the pencil probably was like like l- like applauded at the time of like being like a genius or something but it's like you created this thing that like you need like a, a you need like a, a sharp blade like thing to like continue to use it. It's just a yeah. weird concept that like was like absolutely the norm at one point in in life. Yeah, and uh, so it's weird. It was just I I was sharpening those pencils and I was thinking I was thinking like this is like a weird thing that I'm doing. It's almost like you know uh, adjusting the antenna ears like on an old TV or something. It was yeah. just like the thing that like people did every single day of their life and like now it's just weird to be going through the motions of it. Yeah, anyway. you know what would be a weird social experiment? Show like a, a eight-year-old kid an old-fashioned pencil sharpener yeah, and yeah. see if he even knows what it is or yeah. what he would do with it because I don't think they have those anymore. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I yeah, I don't even know if they're, they're yeah, who's using that but uh, but yeah. So, uh, the pencil was bullshit and I, th- I threw it away uh, before <laughs> we before we got to our seats. Fair enough, fair uh, enough. I um, didn't want to deal with it. My, my, uh, uh, my fiance uh, now, uh, she, she like takes all my pencils. So, oh, really? Like, she, okay. She like, so I, I usually bring, although I, I left this one on the, on the, the floor of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, but, uh, but usually she like, she gets mad if I don't give her the pencil. The reason I don't keep it is because I'm afraid I'm just going to put it in my pocket and like sit on it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So as, as men, uh, with, uh, with, with testicles, <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't want to stab ourselves with these pencils. So no. It's not, it's not good, uh, to, uh. To walk around with a sharp pencil in your pocket. Yeah, you. I've I've done a thing where I've I've stuck it upwards. Okay. For fear of stabbing myself, and then I'll forget. I'll put my hand in and I'll and like, stab it, my hand. You can get lead poisoning from that. Yeah. I, I don't know how deep the cut has to be for that, but like you know, I don't want to know. Exactly. Uh, uh, so real quick before we move on from the scorecards, I want to mention the artwork of this this uh, homestand number four scorecard. Yeah. I Jack, I, I'm I'm in love with these scorecards. Like I, yeah. I I want to like get every single one of them. 
Uh, I don't know if I'll, I can commit to going to every homestand because uh, they change them. They change the scorecard every homestand. Yeah. But this one is uh, at first I thought it was just Kerry Wood. Um, but then upon closer inspection, it's John Lieber and Kerry Wood mm-hmm. uh, commemorating in uh, 2001 when they threw back to back one game, uh, one hit uh, complete game uh, shutouts. So they don't say shutouts. So who knows? But uh, but I kind of remember that uh, I remember these the, when this happened. So it was like May 24th and 25th, 2001. Uh, but just to see like a uh, like a caricature, like a comic book version of John Lieber mm-hmm. is pretty damn cool. I will say they I think they kind of slimmed him up a little bit. In, oh, in John this. Lieber. I was going to say, wasn't John Lieber a little uh, heavier than that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's weird because the body almost looks like kind of his size, but yep. the, the fa- they trimmed the face up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But John Lieber was a was a, a masher. He was like he was good for the Cubs for, for a couple years there. Yeah, he, he was. He, he was a, a, an innings eater, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, of course. Question for you, Jeremy. Yeah. So uh, it says Homestand for Series 1 yes. on this. Do they change? They don't change the picture for the series. No. Is it just the homestand? Just the homestand. You know what? would be interesting to do is to try to look at all of the dates of the homestands and yeah. try to predict uh what picture they're going to use for like all of them oh i guess yeah because i guess like chronologically this this wine this uh, lines up with the dates that the scorecard is for yeah roughly yeah, yeah that's interesting yeah you're you're right yeah i bet uh yeah, I wonder. I wonder what they'll do. But yeah, these are these are amazing, Jeremy. I'll uh, I'll I'll agree with you there. Uh, probably the best scorecard, or just like the best concept I've ever seen. Usually, yeah. teams will just put like uh, pictures of players on the scorecards. Yeah. So this is really some next level stuff. Yeah, uh, some some cool. next level thinking. Um, and it would look, Jeremy, like your idea with the Andre Dawson one. Uh, it would look really sharp to like have this autograph, dude. I want really to. Cool. I would like to get John Lieber and yeah. to sign this. Yeah, I mean, you could, uh, you know, for all of the uh, the Cubs who are still living with these scorecards, it yeah. would be a cool collection to actually get them all signed. Yeah, they're they're baseball like they're guys who collect baseball cards who like try to get like a whole set signed. Yeah, like, so like a seven hundred card set or whatever. Like, so it would not be a ridiculous undertaking to try to get this. I don't know where the hell I would track down John Lieber. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe he's like at, uh, you know, Primanti Brothers in, in uh, Pittsburgh uh, eating <laughs> eating a sandwich with coleslaw and french fries on it. But uh, he's, Is he from Pittsburgh? I, he pitched with Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's, all right. I'm, he's most definitely not from Pittsburgh. But yeah. Maybe he uh, went goes back there. Sure. But yeah, okay. So moving right along. Um, uh, let's talk about the seats, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we had horrible seats for yeah, this I'm, game. Well, so like, yeah, they're like, um, you know, I don't know. Like... You can make a case for any seat in the house. I would say, like, the the view itself, like, if there was no other issues, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't bad. It was for, for we paid $10 for these seats plus yeah. fees, I think. Um, yeah, right. And it wasn't, it, you know, it was it was worth the price. It wasn't that bad. It, it was fine. I will say we were in the second to last section in the, in right field in the upper deck uh, reserved. Yeah. Um, so, certainly, like, uh, we're getting towards, like, the, like, if you were listing the tickets towards the the worst seats in the house, yeah, but they weren't that bad. But what was really bad about them was like just like the sight line, I guess, like the 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 kind of like uh, orientation of where we were in conjunction to like the tunnel and the aisle, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a tip: uh, uh, if you're sitting in upper deck reserved. You might think that like row one is like a good row to be in, but it's actually not because what happens most of the time is that you are eye level with the people walking in the aisle, like walking on the main concourse aisle, whatever. Uh, so they usually get in your way. This one was like particularly bad because 
right as you were, because we were looking to our left to see home plate, right in our line of sight was like the, the like uh, dumping off point of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. the tunnel led right to like into our eyesight. So every person who came up that tunnel to come up to the upper deck was like crossing our, our path. Yeah, not yeah. O- not only did they cross our paths, but like when, pretty much when everybody gets up there, especially Yahoos who never go to games, yeah. like they'll like get up there and they'll kind of stand for a couple seconds yeah. and yeah. just take the whole field in. Right. Yeah. Um, Which so, like you could do that like you know while still in the tunnel. Yeah. But they would do it like they would walk up to where they're right in our sight line and then stand and yeah. Watch. They have that like welcome to Jurassic Park moment. You <laughs> yeah, know exactly. And like that, that's great. I, I want people to like see the stadium and like or the field and like be enthralled with it. But it's like try to have some awareness that you're also standing in front of someone's view. You yeah. Know? Um. And and honestly, if people were just doing that, that was getting off lucky. Most of the time, what would happen is they would come out and then have their phone ready to take a picture. Yeah. And th- so the, the pictures were the worst part. Um, yeah. I, I will say this, Jeremy. I will give the ushers credit. Yeah. Uh, they, they're pretty good about like telling people to get their asses in gear when yeah. they're standing there. Um, yeah. They're pretty on that because they obviously know that it blocks people's views. Yeah. I think, yeah, they were kind of allowing like a, like, 1,001, 1,002. We yep. had like a three or four second, like, window to, like, get your quick picture and move on. Yeah. But it's like if people were, like, like like dragging ass on taking the picture, it's like they would they would kind of shoo them off. And I think that, I bet that other people have complained about that, like, concept, like, from in the seats that we're yeah. in. So they, they had a person there the whole time. Yes. Whose job solely was to shoo people on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, we'll give them credit for that. Uh, but uh, man, it was just uh, it was just a parade of morons. Now here's my question, Jeremy. So I, I've never taken a picture from that uh, perspective. I've never been one of those guys who's like, or you know, one of those people who, who's like, oh, let's get a picture of us and like the field. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. The, and, yeah, where your back is to the field yes. and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now here's the thing. So people do this during the game, during gameplay, even though there is a two minute break between each inning. Right. Yeah. Uh, so does it add a lot to the picture if you can actually see players on the field? <laughs> Jack, you're giving way too much for for people who don't who are. Anyone who would care that there are people on the field would also not want to take a picture while gameplay was happening. Good point. There's no that that has that way that uh, never crosses their mind for one second. Yep. So no, they're just completely oblivious. Oh. Is the answer? Okay, good. And yeah. so so it means that also that young couple who like had their picture taken while uh, Addison Russell's picture <laughs> was uh, on the scoreboard uh-huh. in the background of yeah. their picture probably was completely oblivious to oh, anything. So I'm sure they don't even know anything that happened like with Addison Russell. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah it was funny. There was one couple that was like uh, taking their picture and like yeah, Jack pointed out that <laughs> Addison Russell was in the background of their uh, yeah their picture, so it, that it's going to be a little tainted. So uh, yeah. 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 So so that was uh, that was BS, uh, and, and that's a, that's an annoying thing you have to deal with when you're in upper deck reserve. It just um, it, it just it just it's nonstop, and it's like yeah, people. I mean, it happened in upper deck box though too. People yep. would go right to the rail and yeah. take the picture. And yeah. It's like, it's just crazy. It's like it's like so. Um, yeah, I, I would say Cubs fans lead the league uh, with of with pictures taken with runners in scoring position because <laughs> like. It seemed like every time they were doing it, it was like the Cubs were up and like they were they they were threatening. Yeah, and like it, it's just it's it, I could even see doing it when there's no you know no one on base. Like you know it's like okay, I don't blame them for not caring about what's happening during this, even though I I do and you do, Jack. Uh, but like when the Cubs are threatening, it's like why why is that? How did did that not? Because I feel like you can sense like the the 
the the the emotion in the in the crowd, like the yeah. vibe that yep. like, hey, the Cubs have something going here. Yep. You would think that that just like that that vibe in the air would would kind of deter them from taking the picture right then, but they completely oblivious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't blame them for doing it uh, and like blocking. Bryce Harper's at bat from us. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, you right. know, he had most uh, most famous player in the league, like one of the one of the marquee players. Uh, you're gonna take the picture now. That's okay. Uh, we missed Real Muto's homer uh, yeah. because uh, we couldn't see it. Yeah, luckily it was captured on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, okay, uh, so you got Instagram yeah you got that one on the Instagram. Good, yeah, yeah. good, because that was that was ridiculous. And that that was the usher was standing there. There were two guys, and then there was some Yahoo like talking to the usher. Yeah, some meatball like Chicago fan. Yeah, and that. That was that was just at that point in the extra innings like all bets were off. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, the usher was even up there, and like it was almost our fault for not moving. It was honestly, I think that was the usher saying like, you know what, like if you don't like it, just move down. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, anyway, yeah, it, it was, it, and that was a running theme throughout the whole. Uh, it was the game. It was uh, another drawback to these seats was since we were in the cheap seats, uh, there was a, a massive high school field trip, I guess, like sitting in the sections right right by us. Yeah, some sort of outing. Uh, there was like rows and rows of them yes like it just i i mean like i don't know like probably like six rows of, of kids like from like section to section like just tons of kids and there was like you know there were like some like hip uh teacher chaperones or whatever who also were standing in the aisle blocking uh, yeah like when they were trying to round the kids up when they eventually did leave yep you know also blocking our view jack i want to say too real quick i didn't happen one guy took a picture uh in front of us and I saw his screen when he took the picture, and his photo was utter shit. Yeah, it was like, like one of the things about taking a photo. First of all, again, like I'm a, I went to school for film. I teach film, so like I, I'm a bit of a film snob, like in terms of like uh, composition or technique or whatever. So like I can, I will, uh, you know, spare no uh, uh, chance to critique someone's bad photo who doesn't know how to take a photo. Yeah. So not only was it like upright, it was like portrait mode, but like. The, the the part of like taking a picture at a baseball game is like you, you don't you you have a, a choice of what to frame like you could get the whole infield you know or you could try to get the outfield wall like scoreboard and like some of the stands but this guy like it was like he took like a picture of home plate and like it was like off centered and cut off and it was just it was a dog shit picture yeah and it's like thanks for you know stopping holding people up blocking people's view just to take your shitty picture yeah yeah and, and not only that not only you have that guy but there was that one lady and a couple people were doing this but what what is this called jeremy when you like when you pan the the phone oh, they were camera? making a pano they were making the panorama shots yeah. yeah so that's like that's like some new like uh thing that like these ushers now have to deal with like <laughs> like like you stop someone mid panorama <laughs> shot because it, it took the lady the lady did it took her a good probably five she, to ten seconds she did one left to right and right to left yeah so the it, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the ushers. They're like, uh, "All right, I better go in and get this person." Oh, hold on, she's taking a pano. Yep, taking a pano. Got to yep. got to give it a couple extra seconds. Yeah, so uh, you know that was. It was bad to contend with that, but then these high school kids, uh, you know, you got to expect kids at games are going to chant stupid stuff, and there, there was nothing really, uh, you know, remarkable about, about that. But they were, uh, at one point in the game, throwing pennies yeah. uh, at the people. So they were they were above us, and they were throwing pennies at the people in our on our level. Yeah, and they were kind of just going at, going at it, like going for whoever. Um, yep. Uh, we called it Pennygate. Pennygate, yeah. Um, well, we'll get into Pennygate specifically in a second, but like, uh, let's see. So there was something going on. It was, uh, 
Maybe the second inning, I think. Um, it was when Darvish uh, grounded out. Mm-hmm. Um, he had was the base. Were the bases loaded at that point? Um, let me see on my score. Yeah, they mu- they were loaded. They must have been loaded. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah they were. And Darvish was up, and he grounded out uh, Arietta Arietta to first base. And um, as that was happening, I heard a clink 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 whatever like of a penny dropping, and like. They threw it at the people like in front of us. There was like an old couple in front of us, like an old man, which who we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. And so we heard. I heard the penny drop, and I'm like, okay, the kids are throwing pennies. Yeah. Uh. I I teach high school kids. I can see how this could be happening. Um. And then so so whatever. So that happened. So then um. You know. So then I'm on alert. You know. But I'm not gonna also gonna turn back and stare at him because then it's gonna make me like the next target. Yeah. You know. And so we were just. You know, the game continued on, and uh, at one point, um, a, a woman who was selling uh, the raffle tickets, the 50-50 raffle tickets, was walking. And it's like, okay, I'm not condoning anything, but, like, I can see, like, a high school kid throwing a penny at an old person just because, yeah. like, uh, he's old, let's throw a penny at him, <laughs> yeah. right? But this, this the woman um, who was selling the raffle tickets was, like, a young, a, like, attractive, like, you know, uh, woman or whatever, and uh, they threw a penny at her. Uh-huh. And, um, as, as like, and the woman like kind of like, she saw it and then kind of just kept moving, you know? Um, but there must've been like a security guard, uh, like right by the, the tunnel and she heard it like clink as well. And so she walked over and then she, she, she looked down, she saw the penny then she talked to the people in the front row right in front of her. And she's like, did someone throw that penny? And then I don't know what those people were saying because clearly they didn't know, I guess. And and I was looking at the usher and I was like, I kind of like nodded my head yes, but and she didn't really acknowledge that. She didn't really like, uh, you know, recognize that I that I did that. And she was kind of looking around and I, w- I, I wanted to call her over and say like, yeah, those kids are throwing pennies, you know, but they knew that they threw a penny. And so then, they, so now we have penny gate. Yeah. And like the usher was like, eagle-eyeing these kids oh yeah so she stood for like a good couple innings uh with her back to the uh uh field just like staring at these kids like waiting for someone to throw a penny yeah and uh not only that but she brought over two actual like stadium security guards yeah um not the not the cops who kicked the fuck kc guy out at like the Sox game. <laughs> no. not not that level of like security guard but it was definitely like the baseball operations people yeah so. yeah they weren't just like standard ushers so, no so one of the baseball operations was the one who was like eagle-eyeing Yep. everyone um and uh i thought about maybe like pretending like i was going to go down the tunnel and then like talking to her and saying like yeah they, they're definitely throwing stuff yeah at, at one point i was like kind of looking at the usher so much and she kind of looked at me but didn't actually come up to talk to me that i was almost thinking that she might have thought that i was the one throwing the pennies yeah, right yeah but um but yeah so so it was happening uh and then uh, eventually she did leave um and then at some point i don't remember if it was uh during the uh salute to the uh, veteran or the seventh inning stretch, but I got up and I looked be- underneath my seat, and there was a penny <laughs> underneath my yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they must have thrown it at us as well. I don't know if it hit us or like yeah. hit the chair or whatever. I-, I also don't know how these kids had such like pinpoint accuracy no. to hit these pennies, like because they were a good like five six rows ahead of us. Even if like you know, and and I did look back and I was trying to like figure out which ones. Uh, were the culprits like yeah. just based off their their look, you know? And Jack, you you suggested uh, going like like going to the usher and like just pointing a finger at, at 
through the kids who we may have suspected did it just to get them kicked out just to set an example yeah so make make, make these kids an example you know make these kids the ian hap of their of their groups yeah you know? exactly yeah they're held accountable for the the sins of of the that everyone there is guilty of yeah yeah um yeah so you know so nothing really ended up happening of of, of Pennygate. uh i don't think there were any more pennies thrown no the cubs again i'll give the cubs credit they handled it they handled it well like you know most of the time with like high school kids like that all you have to do is like bring over someone in authority and just have them like you know eagle lie you for a little while yeah. and then like you know that's gonna solve everything it worked it yep, worked it did so uh penny gate uh yeah that was uh Resolved, I suppose. But um, yeah, so let's get to. Uh, I don't know. You want to get to the uh, like Darvish here? Yeah, yeah. I want because I had never seen him. Uh, I had seen him pitch uh, for the Rangers uh, okay. when he pitched. Uh, he pitched against the White Sox a couple years ago. Me and my dad went. But uh, so this is the first start I'd seen him uh, do with the Cubs. Now I've watched a few of his on TV from Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, they usually play Soldier Boy. Is it? Yeah. They they do the you yeah you yeah whatever and so. Yeah, but but now it was like uh, some some Japanese like pop song. Yeah, it was that like sound- J-pop. Yeah, is that what is that what it's it's called? J- there's J-pop. There's K-pop. Yeah, K- K-pop. Yeah, I've heard of K-pop. Yeah. Okay, well, it makes sense, right? Yeah. So it was it was this like super light, bouncy like like major chord like just yeah cheesy pop but like yeah it's like that's what j-pop is okay so i think that that's what yeah they must have been playing just some j-pop song yeah it, it sounded like it was sung by the singer of the band who does uh stacy's mom okay. um what, what, what band is that jeremy uh, that would be Fountains of Wayne, Jack. Fountains of Wayne. I'm glad All that right. you you brought up Stacy's mom again because I was going to ask you what what examples you you said. You were like, it sounds like this or it, or like, like Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom or like possibly Blink 182, like the lead singer from Blink 182. Okay, okay. Um, so just like you know, I don't I don't want to do the impression now, <laughs> but like uh, yeah, you know, like she, 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 uh, she's in love with Stacy's mom. You okay. know, like that. That's that's kind of voice. Okay. You know? All right. So so Jack, I I. I I chose not to say anything at the time of the game, but I'm going to do it now okay. on the podcast. I, I heard you say Stacy's mom, and I chose to take offense to that because I'm a big Fonz of Wayne fan. You like, you like. I didn't say, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it sounds like this, and you know, I yeah. like, you know, that, that's you don't funny. have to, you don't have to backtrack. No, but uh, Fonz of Wayne is like a is a great band, uh-huh. and. Uh, Stacy's mom was like a huge hit for them, yeah. And uh, most people only know them from that song, mm-hmm. and they they're like, and they're considered a one hit wonder because they never like sure. had a big hit other than that. But like that's from their like their third or fourth album. Uh-huh. And, like I I was a big fan of Stacey, of, of Fountains of Wayne from from a, a while, but from their first album, and uh, I actually do think Stacy's mom is a good song. Yeah, but they're a really good band, and uh, I think you would actually like them. Okay, uh, but uh, it was funny that you said that, and I was gonna say like I was gonna be like, whoa, whoa, whoa hold up, Jack. They're actually a good band. Yeah. But I chose to say it for the <laughs> Well, what's interesting about that song, too, is it's yeah. like, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the movie That Thing You Do. And, okay. like, the song Stacy's Mom is, like, such a, uh, in a good way, like, such a traditional, like, pop song where yeah. it's got, like, the, you know, the two, the first two, like, uh, verses, and then you get, like, the guitar solo, mm-hmm. and then the last one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, it, it is a catchy song. But the, the, just the singer of this is what, it sounded like something like Wait, that. why'd you bring up uh, That Thing You Do? Why did I bring it yeah. up? Yeah, I just—it seems like that thing you do, like the the song from that, is it's such a, and I think this is on purpose. It's yeah. such a, 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 like a standard, like, and I, I love it too. I think I've done it at karaoke before, but it's such, it's such a standard, like pop yeah. song, like from the '60s, or just that, you Cause, know, because they the guy wrote that song. 
from, from Fountains, Fountains of Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, so I didn't know that. that didn't? That's a that is a surprise. Is that a, it wasn't a subconscious thing, you think? No. Uh, well, no. But like the Stacy's mom reminds me a lot of that thing you do, like that song. Yeah. The guy. The um. The he's like the. There's like two guys who found who started Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Welcome to the Fountains of Wayne podcast, by the way. <laughs> Jeremy Dionisio. Um. But. Uh, uh, the, there's two guys who like started Fountains of Wayne yeah. and like the, not the singer he like does backing vocals yeah. but he like you know he co-writes the songs or whatever he wrote uh, That Thing You Do interesting especially because the guitar solo in Stacy's Mom sounds a lot like the one in That Thing You Do yeah, okay yeah, yeah. wow I learned something today Jeremy <laughs> that's go. cool uh, uh, I'll make you a mixtape Jack yeah alright Fountains of Wayne mixtape <laughs> actually I also drove by they were named after a fountain store in Wayne, New Jersey, and I, I drove by it on, wow. on a trip to New York. But uh, so yeah, I'm a big Fonz of Wayne fan. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> uh, Jeremy, I did. Uh, I was a, a fan of this U Darvish song. I do want to know uh, what the singer was singing about. In yeah, the song. I know. We so, had to we had to like uh, listen a little bit until we determined that it was in Japanese, and we're, we're pretty sure it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was different, and it was something I kind of wasn't expecting. Also, Albert Elmora uh, walks up to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's a new development, I think. I, is it new? Has yeah. he not been doing that? N- no, no, because um, he actually came up to this one, like, uh, like salsa song or something. Okay. He, and he, I mean, these the players shuffle their songs, too, yeah. as well. Although he came up to Bohemian Rhapsody, I think, every at-bat yesterday. Mm, yes, he, yeah, he did. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird vibe. It was a weird vibe. It sets this, like, weird tone, yeah. kind of, because it's like they're playing, like, Mama... Just kill yeah. it. Like, like they're they're doing like the slow part. They're not doing the fast part. No, and so it's weird. And like, I don't know. Amora must have seen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on a, a flight or something, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll do that for my song." Yeah. So I, yeah. who knows? But uh, but it was weird. It was it's a, it, it's just a weird tone. You talk about the tones of these songs that the pick, like the the pitching change song. It's like the Bohemian Rhapsody song. It sets a weird tone. Like, it, it does. Um, and a maudlin uh, tone. It, it does. But what's interesting about it though was that at one point they like shut the music off. Off, and it was right after they said mama and then the whole crowd went ooh and yeah. it was like huh maybe that is gonna catch on yeah i know i i wonder if they could like uh i guess i guess if you cue it up to a certain point and then you always stop it right at that point so what happened was um it was playing and uh the the phillies did a mound visit uh, before the elmore at bat so they kept the theme music his uh, walk-up music playing and it played out for like a good like i'd say like 30 40 seconds or something and uh yeah it got right to that part so like it they cut it and like yeah the crowd finished it off which was it was kind of a cool moment yeah and they even tried to sing a couple lines after that they did and uh it, it kind of died down or whatever but uh but yeah i mean it, if the cubs and almora and like if they're and the 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 people who are playing the music if they're thinking about it they should make that a thing cuz it would be it it would be kind of a cool fan interactive moment yeah but but yeah and i think it it seemed to me like it was a happy accident but uh but anyway so there is that um uh somebody said we were sitting in the euchre seats oh yeah someone did say that when we were when these guys came up uh i think they had the same reaction to to the seats that we did and he's like, "Oh, you got us in the euchre seats, huh?" Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. But, uh, but um, uh, yeah. So, so uh, I don't know. The you know, it's weird. It's just a weird vibe. Like from going Cubs game to White Sox game, like uh, because of the the video board and everything. It's like my my first inkling isn't to make fun of the Cubs broadcast. I don't know if it's like the quality of it. Like if it's like the quality of the graphics or something. I don't know what it, what it is, but. 
uh, and maybe it's just my personal allegiance. I don't know, but it's like my, I'm not looking for things to make fun of from the Cubs uh, broadcast. You know, well, in, or, in general, the, it's it's not um, it's not it's not as laughable as yeah, the White Sox. Yeah, just they, across the board, they do a quality job yeah. basically. And so they did um, this one segment, like guess who I am or whatever, and they would show like. They showed a silhouette of the player, and they would slowly like fill in to see who it is, like from the from like the waist up. And then they were giving like fun facts or whatever. I thought it was funny that uh, so the, the the mystery player ended up being Chris Bryant. Yeah, but it said like uh, he has a drone in his locker. Oh, so I think it's funny that Chris Bryant owns a drone. Yeah, I think in general, owning a drone is kind of like a dorky thing. And yeah, I should know because I own a drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's to strike fear in the heart of Trevor Bauer or something if he ever comes. Maybe it was. If anything, yeah. If he would have bought that drone like during the World Series, uh, that would have been, that could have been played some head games with uh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you know they must they must let him fly it on the field. Um, yeah. before games. That's and that's the thing. It's like that's got to be the ultimate because he he has access to fly that over Wrigley Field. Yeah. And, uh, um, little thing that only us drone owners know is that uh, you can't fly over like major like landmarks like that no there was a guy who was doing it over like a he, he did it uh during uh for a 49ers game and like an oakland raiders game or, or like really? in california like it was like on the same day i think but he was like he flew a drone over the stadium and like dropped a bunch of political flyers oh uh but then they, <laughs> they found out who he was and they arrested him and i think he got he got fined but yeah nice. you can't do that i assume you can't even do it probably over like heavily trafficked areas like yeah uh, you're not supposed to no like, over yeah. like uh, large gatherings of people you're not supposed to do okay. over. But, okay. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so, but KB gets a pass, I suppose. Sure. Well, that KB. makes sense, Jeremy, too. I mean, the, even the drone you have, which isn't like a huge one, those things are kind of, can be kind of scary. Like, uh, you know, you, you get your hand in there and it'll, uh, it'll Trevor Bauer you. Yeah. No, mine, uh, I had like a mishap with mine and it like, it, I was wearing my, my winter jacket and it, and it chopped up like the sleeve of my winter jacket. Jesus. Yeah. And if, so if it wasn't, if that, if I didn't have the jacket on, it would have sliced up my forearm now here's the thing like <laughs> do you do, do you really want chris Bryan to have that drone i mean look what look what yeah. happened to trevor bauer like you know got, players aren't supposed to uh you know ride motorcycles yeah. or play like basketball or ski or fall out of the, a tree on their ranch like yoana suspect yeah or, something. I don't know. yeah or or actually or ned yost as well yeah, like right. ned yost was like hunting and he fell out of a tree he and died and now he's in a cell phone commercial about it <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah i mean maybe this this drone isn't such a good thing like he could hurt himself with this yeah drone. no yeah that's true i would prefer if he didn't have that yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh, so anyway, uh, that that was cool. They also Pedro Strope um, uh, carries the most luggage apparently oh, out yeah, of anybody. Okay. I guess that's not that much of a surprise. I think they say he's kind of a flashy dresser too. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they, they one of them they said like messiest locker, uh, and they said like Darvish, which is weird. Yeah, Sounds- uh, yeah. I guess you know maybe that he maybe that doesn't surprise me too much. He he kind of strikes me as a guy who would be like kind of a man child when he's not <laughs> pitching that, or yeah. like you know just plays like video games and like. I don't know, sits on his ass when he's at home. Like, like candy bar wrappers in his yeah. locker or something? Yeah. That's kind of funny to think about. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, well, let's talk about uh, just, uh, I guess, you know, uh, Jake Arrieta was there. Yeah, he was. And uh, it was, you know, it was an interesting, it was an added uh, element to the uh, to the game. Um, at one point, Arietta was up. Were the bases loaded? Or, like, it was a big moment. Um, no, there was only one runner on base, but... Um, you Darvish struck out two in a row, and then uh, Arietta came up with two outs, and uh, he got uh, Arietta got struck out by Darvish. Mm-hmm. Which was a great moment uh, for Darvish to strike out the side. 
Uh, but we missed it because the beer vendor was in our way. Yeah. Uh, so so there was this guy. He he was uh, he looked like the turtle character from that Dana Carvey uh, movie where he's like, am, am I too turtly for the turtle club? Uh, that's that's what master he, of disguise. Yeah, reference. master of disguise. Yeah, yeah. Pistachio disguisey. Oh yeah, is that what his name that's is? That's like his like real name. Oh, like in the. God. Yeah, I, think I saw so. that in theaters, Jeremy. I think I saw it in theaters yeah, too, Jeff. And I wasn't even—I don't even think I was working at the movie theater at the time, so I think I paid to see that movie. In yeah, theaters. but yeah, so this this guy <laughs> this guy would have been totally enough for the Turtle Club <laughs> if we're gonna reference that movie. But he uh, so, so Arietta got struck out by Darvish, yeah, and like the guy like. Yeah, first of all, beer vendors are not supposed to be watching the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jeremy didn't get a job with the Cubs because he was too much of a fan. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, oh, we didn't talk about that. We haven't on the talked podcast. about it, but I once interviewed to be a, an usher uh, in high school for the Cubs, and uh, I think the fact that I was uh, that I told them how big of a fan I was hurt my chances of them hiring him because they they hired my friend who was. Uh, just like he was like a metalhead, and he signified with the guy about Metallica, and he got hired, and I didn't, and I was pissed. Yeah, but well, there you, go. you know, hey, rightfully so, possibly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so this vendor guy was clearly a fan. He was watching the game. He was blocking our view. And then after uh, after Arietta uh, str- uh, got struck out, he, like, he, he just, he did a little dance. He did, like, a fist pump, like... Like uh, friggin' like Tiger Woods singing like a twenty foot putt. Yeah, and he did like that like fist pump, and it's like, dude, settle down, man. Like, yeah, you, you did negative, uh, you know, <laughs> like actions to 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 make that happen. You yeah, know? and he's a regular too. Is I, he? I, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's, he, he's around. And yeah. like you know, it was a guy striking out the pitcher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Not not super impressive. Uh, you know, I guess just to go now that we're on the subject of Arietta. Uh, so yeah, this was Arietta's uh, return. To yeah. Wrigley Field, he had not pitched here since he uh, signed with the Phillies yep. um, uh, and left the Cubs as a free agent. So uh, in his first at bat, he uh, he got a standing ovation. He um, did, yeah. Uh, I believe Jeremy posted on our Instagram uh, his Jeremy's quote uh, from that moment, which was, give me a fucking break. Yeah, the, I and, and I knew he was going to get a standing ovation, and uh, I'm not that outraged by it. But like, or I mean, I knew that he was going to get cheers, but then when they gave him a standing ovation... I just I <clears throat> reflexively said like give me a fucking break, uh, and uh, it was in coordination with uh, me filming it for Instagram, and so uh, so I put that quote on there. Yeah, but, now I'll I'll say this: Arietta like kind of had to work for that standing ovation because when he got up there, when he got up to the plate, it people were cheering, but like it didn't seem like they knew if they wanted to do a standing ovation or yeah. not. So like Arietta stayed outside the box and just like stood there. I, I will see, yeah yeah he did he did and then like he he eventually like it carried on long enough that he like took his helmet off yeah. and tipped his head I guess um I was watching the highlights of it uh, last night when I got home and I guess it, Darvish walked off the mound uh-huh. to give him some more time as yeah. well yeah so you get Darvish gets the assist on the yes. standing ovation but uh, Arietta did soak it up and uh, I mean the only reason why I'm I'm like. I like I'm happy about it or whatever is because it makes Cubs fans look a little like better. Yeah. Um uh you know, I don't really care if Arietta like feels good about his time as a as a cub, but uh uh it was a it was a fine moment. Um I'm I'm generally opposed to like cheering for a returning player because it's like because every year every player like they gave Mark DeRosa a standing ovation when he came back the first time from the Cubs. And I'm like, screw Mark DeRosa. What did he ever do for the Cubs? Yeah. He was part of that 08 team that that failed. And so like I can I can wrap my head around cheering for a guy who helped you win a World Series. 
Um, and won a Cy Young for you. Yeah. So, like, I have no um, ill will towards him as a former player because of that. Uh, I would not give him a standing ovation surely because of his stupid tweet, uh, which, like, that sealed his fate with me. Um, but, uh, but, but I mean, I'm okay with cheering for some of these guys who are on the 16 team because they actually helped the team win, win a World Series. So right. So fine. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think I would choose, uh, like, to cheer Prince Fielder, uh, like, or give him a standing ovation sure. if he if he came back uh, with another team, like if he had come back with the Tigers, because that's that's a guy who just like left for the money, and he was never going to resign with the Brewers. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, they never won anything with him. I would cheer a guy like, uh, I would cheer CC Sabathia, though, if he came back. Okay. That's so long ago now that, you know, 95% of Brewers fans going to a Brewers game now, like, wouldn't even remember that CC Sabathia he, helped them get to you, the playoffs. Do you think he's pitched in Milwaukee since That's since interesting. That I, I would I want to say no. Yeah. I mean, he's I been with the Yankees either. the whole time. Yeah. So, um, but I think he would be welcomed back pretty warmly. Uh, yeah. Just because, I mean, it was obvious that he was just a rental, but he was like such a, a, a hoss for them when he was he, pitching. He did give them his all, like yeah. that, that stretch run, for yeah. sure. So, um, uh, but, but speaking uh, of cheering, unless you want to... Oh, I was just going to say one more thing about it. Uh, yeah. it like, Arietta didn't really leave the Cubs on bad terms. It was He, he was facing, uh, pitching matchup-wise, the guy that replaced him, essentially. Yeah. The Cubs yeah. chose to choose... Uh, they, they chose Darvish over Arietta, so yeah. like... You know, it wasn't him being an asshole that, like, led to him not being signed. No. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but che- speaking of cheering, uh, we, there was an odd moment in the game uh, that happened. Uh, the aforementioned old couple in front of us who got a penny thrown at him uh, <laughs> just for being old. Um Let's see, what play was it, or when did it happen? Well, uh, it was... so, so it was, uh, th- there were two instances, Jeremy, with this old couple. So the the, what, the point we're going to try to get to here is that this guy may have been Bryce Harper's father. <laughs> I know. I, I think, yeah, yeah, he, he might have been. Uh, so it was in the fifth inning. I want to talk about the second instance first because I, I, I had a moment of realization. Okay. But in the, uh, in the fifth inning, um, you may have seen the highlights of... Uh, Harper made an awesome throw to get to nail Rizzo at home, uh, trying to tag up. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, Elmora flew out to to Bryce Harper, and Rizzo was on third. He tried to tag up. Harper like shot through a laser beam uh, to home plate, and uh, he got thrown out. And so um, Rizzo gets thrown out, and like you know, it, it's bang bang. It happens really quick. And the the guy, this old guy who's wearing a Cubs hat, um, like. He turned around and he, he like turned his head away from the field and he's like ah yeah like that <laughs> and like almost like he had just won like he he like won like on a scratch off lottery ticket or something he just kind of almost to himself was like ah yeah <laughs> and I was like what why is he cheering for that like and I'm like did he think that Rizzo was safe or something um, and then I was I flashed back to another moment during Bryce Harper's first at bat where they announced Bryce Harper. Uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, or like you know, batting third, uh, number three, right fielder, Bryce Harper. And like Bryce Harper is nowhere to be seen if you look at home plate. He was like taking a sweet ass time, like walking up to uh, home plate. And he had already been announced. And like I kind of I was looking at the field. So the, the old man was like in front of me. Um, and I was kind of saying to you over my shoulder, like, don't you think Harper should, should be in the box by now? And the guy turned around and looked at me and like, I, again, I don't know if my hearing was bad yesterday or what, but he said something. He was like, hur, hur, hur. <laughs> yeah. and like, and like, I don't know what he was saying. I, I assumed he was saying like, yeah, you got a point. Like, I thought that's what he was saying. But then he like 
did the, but then when I was thinking about it, like now when I was piecing all the the pieces together, like I'm like, is he like pro Bryce Harper? But like like does Bryce Harper trump his Cubs uh, fandom or something? Yeah, it was I mean, really weird. One of those things where like NBA fans are like fans of LeBron, like yeah. you know they're not not any specific team, just whatever <laughs> team LeBron is playing for. Like yeah. is this guy just a fan of Bryce Harper? Yeah, and like that's kind of an odd player to just be a be a fan of. I mean, there were times, yeah, there were times when, like, the Cubs were really bad, and I would see, like, someone who was on my fantasy team or something, and I would, in my mind, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, kick our ass, man, like, you're such a great player, just totally just, you know, go four for five against my shitty team, yeah, you know, and, like, like it in some sort of, like, masochistic way or something, Uh but, like, it was just weird, I don't know what was going on, like, I could only imagine, if I had to, like, intellectually piece it together, I'm gonna guess that he thought Rizzo was safe, but, like... It was just weird. Yeah. It was just weird. Anyway, so it's a weird old man. Uh, they threw a penny at him. You know, yeah. what's done is done. <laughs> right. What, what can I do to stop this? Right. So, yeah. So, anyway, so that was that. Um, Jack, uh, one of the segments that the Cubs do, which is, again, is like a good segment, um, and like this particular subject was awesome because it was showing footage uh, right in my wheelhouse of growing up as a kid. But uh, they do a segment called Legends of the Game where they show highlights of uh, people, of former Cubs. And um, they'll like, yeah, through the years, they, they have this like really inspirational, like triumphant music, victorious music. And like they'll show like highlights and like stats about the, the player. A lot of times they'll do it and then they'll cut to like a live shot of the player. Like and so they'll do it on like opening day when like Billy Williams is there. So they'll show these highlights and then they'll show Billy Williams live in the stadium and people go crazy. And they were showing jo- so this subject was Joe Girardi, which legend of the game. Yeah, right? I was gonna say that's a little <laughs> bit uh, uh excessive to I, describe Joe Girardi. Yeah, he's not even a legend of the Cubs. No. Um but uh but they did it for Joe Girardi and I'm like, this is weird, like there's no reason Joe Girardi isn't here. He's not like on the Phillies coaching staff. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then they cut to a live shot of Joe Girardi like in the booth. And so I guess MLB Network was broadcasting the game as well. So it was uh, Bob Costas and Joe Girardi. And so they did show Joe Girardi during that. And part of me is thinking like the Cubs are doing this maybe to like in the event that they uh, that they do fire Joe Man, which doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. Um, but uh, or Madden walks or whatever at the end of this year, his contract is up. Um, maybe like kind of like like setting up a nice like comfy landing spot for Joe Girardi to become yeah. the next Cubs manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's no, I don't think it's any secret that like he Joe Girardi is well regarded uh, amongst Chicago Cubs fans. Mm. Um, but uh, but it was it was weird and like it, it almost seemed like pandering to, to Girardi a little bit just because he was there. Um, so, but yeah, so he was there, so, uh, they, they honored him and people cheered or whatever, um, which I guess brings us to the seventh inning stretch, yeah, which uh, also featured Joe Girardi. It did, Joe Girardi and Bob Costas. Now, before we move on, uh, Jeremy, I kid you not, like, uh, last week for, like, a team building exercise at work, we had uh-huh. to, like, uh, answer a, a bunch of questions, uh, submit them, and then, like, we did, like, a trivia game about okay. each other. And then, oh, like, you okay. know, we would, like, you know, which which person's favorite food is pizza. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Et cetera. So, uh, you know, one of the questions was, and you didn't have to answer all the questions, but one of the questions was, like, if you could switch places with somebody for a day, who would you want to switch places with? Okay. And I, my answer was going to be Bob Costas. Okay. Uh, right. Until I just I decided not to answer that question. I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's kind of that's sad. Oh, man. That, <laughs> Hey. You know, hey, the guy's got a great job. Like, all he does is announce sports. He does, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like in recent years, Bob Costas has gotten a little maligned. Uh-huh. Like, 
But I, 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 one thing that doesn't sit right with me about Bob Costas is that he like moved to St. Louis and he's like a Cardinals fan or yeah, something. Sure, it's like talk about like being impartial. Like you know, beer vendors should be impartial. Like uh, I think like uh, Bob Costas should be impartial. Like what is he doing living in St. Louis and being a, a Cardinals fan? No, I, I agree. Um, and I, I was I, I wanted to pick like a, a broadcaster, but like I didn't I didn't know who to pick. I, I was going to say like a young Vin Scully. I certainly didn't want to say Joe Buck. Like, yeah. you know, if you just want to get get the point across of, like, just a sports broadcaster, yeah. I guess he's still who you think of. Yeah, sure. I would I would actually say, as much as we, we riffed him and, and but praised him last episode, Matt Viscursion has got a great gig. Yeah. He's, he gets to be on MLB Network. This is true. And host a show and uh, gets to do the ESPN game. Um, but again, as we said, he also is uh, ragged by two assholes who have a... You know, <laughs> moderately successful podcast. Yeah. So, so yeah. So there you go. Um. But uh. But yeah. So those two guys were doing the seventh inning stretch. Uh, and yeah. It, it, so Bob Costas has a good voice. Joe Girardi was just kind of a, uh, uh doing it. Um, sure. But the, the beginning of it was uh, was all wrong. It was it was, it was all funny. wrong. Yeah. So they they both uh, they both jumped in at the same. Oh, I wish we they both jumped in at the same time. Yeah. So it was yeah. two guys talking at the same time, and then Girardi just kind of steamrolled over Costas. Yeah, he just kind of plowed full steam ahead, almost as if he was plowing down a catcher at home plate. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny, and so so they I don't it was in, inaudible what they said at, at the first at first because they talked over each other. Yep. And then. And Girardi just starts doing like, all right, let me hear you. I want a two or three, and like, and he said, let's get. We need to get some runs too. Oh, he did at the beginning. Yeah, he, of did. The game? he said, let's get some runs. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so, so he did that, and like he was just going full speed ahead, and, and Costas seemed like he was waiting for a, a, a space to jump in, and like he wasn't getting in, so Costas just kind of like shrugged his shoulders and like just did, like threw his hand up in the air like eh, all right well yep. this is happening I, there's not, nothing i can do to stop it and then they just plowed into the song and then costas did take like the first verse and then yeah girardi did the second verse and they, they traded off but uh it was kind of a funny moment where uh, costas just kind of like gave up i bet that's online somewhere i bet you could find that Pro- probably um and i'll say this i feel like it was last year or maybe two years ago that i I've seen Bob Costas do the seventh inning stretch at Cubs games before, okay. probably on TV. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that wasn't his first rodeo by no. a long long shot. Yeah. So, uh, so that that happened. Um, uh, there was a walk off highlight package too that was kind of that was kind of cool. Jeremy, were any of those from games that we've been to? Was that Bryant one on? There? I think the Bryant one was on there. That's the, cool. The Bryant two run homer. Uh, I think it was a two run homer. Yeah, was two or three run homer against the uh, Rockies. Off of John Axford. Yeah, yeah, that was, was 20, his first. That was twenty uh, fifteen. Yeah, that was yeah. his first walk off homer ever. Yeah. So it's cool that that was that was on there. Um, and also we had uh, they showed the Adam Morgan walk off uh, from last year when he he gave up a grand slam to Jason Hayward. Jason right? Hayward last June, and they showed that as he was like coming into the game. Yeah, it's kind of sadistic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It, uh, ultimately, it didn't end up phasing Adam Morgan, but like it's pretty funny. Like to to be running out to the mound and then be throwing your first couple warm up pitches while you're hearing the audio of you blowing the game. Yeah. That's 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 pretty uh savage be, as it, the kids say. It is. It would be <laughs> almost be like uh in a road game if like they uh it, like that Rick Ankeel was like, you know, uh, playing in like if before one of his at bats like they showed uh, you know, him like blowing up as a pitcher on the mound and like throwing <laughs> a bunch of 
wild pitches. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so so they, they were kind of like ragging on Adam Morgan. And hey, you know, why, why not? You know, they had the opportunity to do it. He actually only faced one batter and got the guy out. And it was Hayward, the guy. It he, was. And he, I think he struck out Hayward, right? Yeah, he struck him out. Yeah. So he yeah. got a little bit of revenge. Uh, also, Jeremy, though, late in, late in the game. So Morgan came in uh, in the 10th inning. Yeah. But late in the game. We, we should say real quick, like, yeah, so this game, like, you know, the Cubs were uh, up one nothing, and then they fell behind 3-1. to one. Cubs uh, got three runs in the uh, bottom of the eighth, but then couldn't hold on to the lead um, in the top of the ninth. So this was the bottom of the ninth that Morgan came in. Um, but, but yeah, so then the game ended up going extra innings. It only went 10, 10 innings. But, you know, it was a cold game. Uh, it was a night game. Uh, this is like, well, it was a long game too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of just like... Like we said, it was kind of like a free-for-all. The ushers are standing in the aisles blocking people's view. Yep. Um, but there was one family behind us, and um, there was, like, this, like, unruly little kid. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he was – and, you know, on one hand, it's like the kid probably wanted to get the hell out of there. Yeah. He was probably, like, going nuts. He was probably freezing and bored. Yeah. And so I, there were moments where he was, like, yelling, and he was just, like, doing, like, that – ungodly like kids like scream they're like like whatever like it's like god god like why are you doing this um uh but he was like just kind of at some point he started like just bouncing around the seats and he was like crawling over the the aisle next to us so we were in the second row and they were in the third row and like at this point no one was next to us the rest of the aisle was clear so he was like jumping over it the aisle and like going down to the first row and then walking in front of us and like he was just like walking in a circle yeah like he would go th- across the aisle, then up the stairs, and across his family, and then back down and around. And he was just like in front of us, and just he was like being annoying. It was it, it, the most annoying part of it was that the Cubs were like had blown this game, and yeah. then this kid was like just being an annoying kid. Yeah. Um, at one point, he turned around and he uh, let me let me get my notes because I want to I want to uh, directly quote it. Um, he said to his mom, he's like, Mom, you never even sang me happy birthday, and today's my actual birthday. Oh, wow. So they were there for the kid's birthday. Okay. And he's like, yeah, you never sang happy birthday to me, and today's my actual birthday. Oh, that's sad. So I wasn't that sad about it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's like, you know, I don't know. Like, the kid was just probably being annoying. But uh, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he didn't – it wasn't the worst situation. It wasn't the, our worst, like, fan interaction, but the kid was just like – just bouncing around, like definitely like walking in front of us, and like, yep, yeah, uh, it was just it's like someone get a leash on this kid, yeah, he's, he's, he's all over the place, yeah, exactly. But uh, we could let's talk about some of these the players in the game, huh? Okay, say? yeah, why not? An hour in, yeah, um, sure, yeah, I know. Um, so well, one thing I think the biggest call or non call of the game, uh, ended up being, um, in the top of the ninth, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, uh, had two out, two strikes on him, it was a two two count. And uh, he 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 checked his swing yep. or tried to check his swing, and uh, they appealed to uh, first base, and they they said he didn't go around. Ended up uh, being um, called a ball. He ended up walking, and then did he he didn't score the the tying run? Uh, no, but his his at bat kept the uh, the game alive. The game would have been over if yep. they would have called that check swing a strike. Yep. Basically, yeah. And so up in the. Uh, uh, we were almost as far as you can be from from the from the home from home plate, so we had the worst vantage point. But like, you know, and me being a Cubs fan, I was like, I think he went around. Like it was pretty yeah. damn close. Yeah, Jack, you mentioned that like they weren't going to end the game on that kind of call. No, but they did. They did. They did. Yep. Well, they did against Kyle Schwarber yeah. Yeah, uh, earlier did. this year, and I said that 
I'd see. I'd say I, they they're less likely to do it uh, to the home team. But again, I think the Carl Schwarber thing was at home. It was at home. Yeah. yeah. So you know, just you know, it was a it was a bad break for the Cubs. Um, and uh, you know, it led me to 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 wonder like, why isn't a check swing reviewable? And I was watching the Cubs game tonight, and they were talking about it. Um, like, you know, should that be a reviewable play? I don't understand why some plays are reviewable and some aren't. If you're going to yeah. do instant replay, it's like, just do it. If, if you can do a replay and get a call definitively right or wrong, like, just it should be up for grabs. Yeah, yeah. The, the Shays, it, it led to a good conversation on the on – the, um, broadcast tonight to Shays was saying like you know I doubt a lot of managers would use their challenge on a check swing but in a situation like that that's the game yeah and like you know if you know they would I'm sure they would like ask for that that uh review because it would have been an umpire's call at that point but um uh yeah it's just it 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 sucked to come back home and look at the screenshot and see that he had gone around uh so yeah you showed me that uh so to me it looked like he uh uh, well the screenshot you gave me it it was very close i think it could have gone either way um maybe i i I looked at a i just didn't look at it close enough Well, again yeah well i mean jack the 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 photo like the bat is pointing towards like the second baseman okay the hands i mean again this is like where like the the uh gray area comes in with a check swing because it's like the bat definitely went halfway. It went like it, it was pointing. Is it so? Is it more than halfway, or does it have to cross home plate? Well, it went more than halfway. Okay, it, it was like I said. It was pointing at like the second. If you drew a line, it would be pointing to the second baseman. Yeah, yeah. Now that was for like a split second, and then and then it, he cocked back, and his yeah. hands didn't go that far. But like, I mean, I've seen that called a strike. Yeah, a majority of the time. Yeah, yeah. So it just it it, it didn't go the way uh, of the Cubs, and so it's quite frustrating because that would have been the end of the game. Cubs ended up losing. So yeah, it, as a Cubs fan, it was it was quite. Uh, and was that ball four? Was that ball four? That, that was ball three, was and then they three. walked him on the uh, next pitch. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Jeremy. I uh, you know I I think he was down one and two in the count uh, before uh-huh. he got those you know three balls. It was yeah. a very it was a good it was a good at bat. Um, yeah. he should should have probably been like you said rung up, but like to yeah. draw a walk in that situation yeah. uh, is pretty is pretty clutch. I think, um, let's see, there was a runner at second base at there the time. There was, yeah. So I think Kyle, Kyle Ryan was pitching, right? Uh, or, yes, yeah, he was pitching then. No, no, Brock was pitching. No, yeah, it was Brock, yeah. So I think he was save. being a little selective, especially since he got up, you know, two strikes on yeah. him. Uh, so he was, he was kind of trying to throw him some some kind of, like, trying to get him to chase at something. And so, yeah, Kutch uh, had a good at bat. I mean, he's a good player. He's been around for a while now, and he's been a great player, a former MVP, right? Uh, yeah. So, so, like, you know, I, you know, yeah, I, I he, he gave the at bat that, that a player of his caliber should give. Um, but uh, it's just, it's yeah. just a head shaker. It's like... It just didn't fall the Cubs' way. No. And so, uh, that, that you know, and that, that was one of the things I was, like, you know, that as a, as a fan, you have to, like, kind of remind yourself that it's like... Yeah, you didn't get that call, but like over the course of the season, generally calls even out. Yeah, they balance out. Yeah, yeah. for the most part. So like it's it's frustrating when you're at the game and it's like you want to see a win uh, and you know that that it was a bad call, but like over the course of like 162 games, the Cubs were are going to get calls as well. Like it's just the way it shakes up. It's just convenient that the two examples I can think of were both went against the Cubs with the, <laughs> the Schwarber check call and the um, uh, the the McCutcheon one. But uh, anyway, so it was annoying to to come to come home and, and see that screenshot. But uh, sure, but yeah, so 
that just something that happened. Now the Phillies, um, uh, in my opinion, are one of the cool teams to see this year. They got a lot of cool players. You know, Bryce Harper, uh, Arietta, yeah, uh, Reese Hoskins, Real Muto. Um, but they got some bums on their <laughs> roster. Just they some do. absolute bums. Phil Goslin, uh, you know. What I the, can't what, believe that he's in the league. No, I can't believe that he's he's rostering. I'm sure there are you know a uh, 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 couple hundred players in AAA who are like pissed off that they, when they see that he's he's getting a roster spot for sure. And we were discussing this. And then Jack, what did he do? Uh, well, he he got a single. Yeah, he got a single. That's right. You know, so it's like when, whenever we rag on guys, whether it's the bottom of the White Sox order. Or Phil Goslin, like yeah. you know, it was a, it was like a uh, what what Hawk Harrelson would call like a Kansas City special too. You know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't like an impressive single. Like he stuck his bat out and like he happened to get it into the outfield. I guess, I guess a, a hit is a hit. Yeah, but he, you know, yeah, he got it. I, I, I mean, you know, it was, uh, it was one of those like you tip your hat to him, I guess, for for getting on. But uh, he did strike out today with the bases or like with a runner in scoring position. Did he? I think. So, okay. Um, so yeah, it kind of evened out, like we said. So Phil Goslin was there. Sean Rodriguez was there. I mean, again, baseball cockroach. Yeah, I mean, you know, find a new. We said find a new team for him when he was still on the Pirates, but he needs to find a new state at this <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of funny. It's almost like I you almost like. In, a, in, a, in an abstract way, you almost like give Sean Rodriguez credit for still being in the league for not just like leaving in shame after that cooler punching, in, uh, yeah. punching incident, oh, like, yeah. which was uh, like four years ago yeah, now. Four years ago at this he's, point, he's still sticking around. He's still the same, playing the same role that he has on every team he's ever been on. Yeah, for sure. He's just backup uh, utility infielder. Yeah, they really, and he's got the really dumb looking like top knot uh, ponytail. Yeah, he's got like thing. a he had a man bun at one point yeah, too. Yeah. Um so like but but that was so embarrassing that 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 whole like cooler punching it thing. It was it would have been very easy for him to just like slink off into like obscurity or like go play in Japan or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh but uh but he's still sticking around so good for him. Yes. Um I, I'll say this Jeremy like did they really need to get Sean Rodriguez in that game? Yeah. I mean, I understand yeah. so he came in in a double switch with one out in the bottom of the tent. So yeah. he only played for two outs at second base. Yeah. Uh, good for him for getting a game played. I guess they were like, well, you know, we flew him out here and like we got him a hotel room. So let's just, let's get him in the game yeah, a exactly. little bit. Um, yeah, so they had him. They also had uh, uh, Juan Nicasio. Um, yeah. what, what the hell is, then he, he pitched today. Like, why is like yeah. this guy pitching in high leverage situations? For a contending team. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's like the Phillies' uh, Alan Webster, I guess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta fill out a roster, I guess. I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, you would hope that some, they'd have someone better in the in the pipeline that they could call up, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how Juan Acasio is is in the league. So but, you uh, got you got him, uh, uh, Segu- Gene Segura, my old my old pal Gene yeah. Segura from the Milwaukee Brewers, yeah. uh, doing some some stupid stuff. Uh, maybe that getting hit in the head with a bat by Ryan Braun is, is still addled his brain. I was, that's exactly what I was just going to say, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he made a, there was a, uh, so the Cubs were down three to one. This was in the uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Um, there were two runners on base and Daniel Descalzo, uh, hit one into left center field. Uh, and it was a a clown show. Uh, neither outfielder, uh, uh, McCutcheon and Odebel Herrera, uh, neither guy seemed to like call the ball. So it was, it would have been a tough play, but it just, it went right between both of them, even though they were both right there and it got all the way to the wall. Descalzo tripled. 
Uh, and then Segura tried to make a throw to third base yeah. at him, and it like it hit off of the sliding Descalso's he, foot. He spiked it into the ground like yeah. like uh, you know like a javelin. He did, and it one hopped then and hit Descalso's uh, uh, cleat, and yep. then went into the stands. And Descalso scored the go ahead run yep. at that point and made it four to three. Yeah, um, and I was going nuts. I thought yeah. I like strained a muscle in my neck because yeah. I was just going crazy. You definitely said a few f words there, Jeremy. <laughs> I didn't realize that kid was behind us, but yeah, yeah he's heard worse. Yeah, um, probably. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I was I've, I've I've had a lot of I'm a I'm on a four game losing streak uh, at Cubs games. Oof. So I won my first two, uh, and then they've lost. Uh, this was the fourth one in a row that they lost. So I was on a three game losing streak up to that point. So I was a little frustrated. Frustrated, just being at all these cold Cubs games and then having them lose the last couple. Uh, the way that they lost the last the Marlins game that we were at was pretty annoying. Yeah, uh, they lost two games on the last homestand, and those were the two games I was at. So I, I was looking for a win here, and so like that was a I, I had a great feeling there, and then. Yeah, just of course they, they blew it again. Hilariously, uh, both of the White Sox games we've attended have been White Sox wins. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, Descalso got his Little League home run, courtesy of uh, Gene Segura. Yeah. Um, and then in the, uh, it was the, the ninth inning, it was the top of the ninth, uh, Segura made the third out at second base. So Segura singled to drive in the tying run yeah. in the ninth uh, yeah. and ensured that Brad Brock got the blown save, tied it up at 4-4. Four to four. But uh, he, he singled, Segura singled to right field and he tried to strike stretch it into a double. Yeah. Uh, and I guess nobody told him that like Jason Hayward has the best arm in the game besides Bryce Harper. Right. Uh, so he just he got thrown out. Yeah. And, and then he laid on second base for a good two minutes, like while I, the other guys were throwing infield, like he was still laying on second yeah. base. I watched the replay and like he did the thing immediately where he called for the uh, the replay. Yeah. Um they mustn't have he must have also have forgotten that Bryce Harper was on deck. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah. with the with the chance to have the winning run at third base. Yep. You know. Yeah. How close was that play, Jeremy? Uh, I didn't. Really... I didn't. I didn't uh, watch the uh, like the slow mo replay yeah. like at home, but yeah. like even in the stadium, like he looked. He looked, he looked out. out. Yeah. He looked out in real time, and then in the replay, like he looked out. Like I could see maybe a situation where the mitt missed him and he got his hand under, but like in all, like in all, like uh, you know. Signs pointed that he was he was out. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I don't know. Uh, I uh, let's see. Well, we saw Schwarber hit a triple. Yeah, which is rare. Uh, yeah. On what may have also again been a misplay by Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, it was left. a little bit of a cheapo triple. It was. But, it was. Uh, but he got one. We saw another Kyle Ryan loss. Um, yeah. I don't know if Ryan technically got the loss in that game we went to uh, against the Marlins. Oh. Although he may have. I would have to look at my box score again. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I think he might have allowed. That was someone else's run. It might. Yeah. It. I, it was Strope's run. Um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, we saw Kyle Ryan basically blow a game. And I feel kind of sorry for Kyle Ryan. It's like he's like the, he's definitely probably the worst pitcher they have in that bullpen. Yeah. Or just at least the the least uh, sexy option yeah. out there. Well, he did get the win tonight, Jack. So oh, don't, did don't he? feel too bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All yeah, right. He had a little redemption there tonight. The, so. li- the life of a reliever, yeah, I exactly. guess. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and one more thing, Odebel Herrera. Uh, I was just going to mention, uh, it was good to see my boy Odebel Herrera who, uh, who, who sealed one of my best baseball memories of all time, the Cole Hamels no hitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was interesting to see the Phillies again. Cause that was the last time I saw them in Wrigley was the, was the Hamels no hitter. And, uh, Herrera had those two crazy catches, including the last out of the game, which yep. I still can't believe like he caught, but he was going out like Bryant hit it to this deepest part of center field. 
uh, Herrera went back to catch it and his like feet went out from under him and he caught it like laying down like flat on his stomach and it was just the craziest thing. So he's a goofball. He's having not a great year right now. Um, but uh, it was good to see him back. Yeah, I, I think I still have the voicemail you left me after that game, <laughs> Jeremy. I remember watching it on TV, but yeah, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have to put that one on the website. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, you know, I think that's gonna that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, Jeremy and I, we're gonna try to make it to a minor league game at some point uh, in June. Uh, we'll probably we're gonna have something for you before then. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, it's um, you know, the summer's hopefully uh, approaching us here. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Well, hopefully the weather gets better, but uh, but yeah, like yeah, we were there's a lot of uh, minor league games out there. Like we, I want to, we should spread it around a little bit and see some of these uh, other games and just see what oddities we can uh, encounter in a, a minor league stadium this season. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's going to do it for this uh, week. I'm Jack Swakowski. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. All right, later.